Welcome to The Road Show. We're your hosts, Lawrence Britton and Jake Green. And in this podcast, we're going to go into everything related to sport and performance. And we're also going to talk a little bit about rowing. South Africa. It brings people together, it breaks down barriers. My passion winning to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. Sacrifice, roles, high fits, compassion, great passion, fiction, gold, ultimate gold, glory, relentless training, pain, pain. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to another banging episode of the Row Show, our prestigious. Row Show Awards. This is the number one rowing awards show every single year, especially 2022 is massive. 2023 is going to shoot the lights out. As always, it's myself, Lawrence Britton, and with me... It's Jake Green, and yes, it is the awards again. And the best thing about these awards, it's people's choice. Democracy at its finest. So we we put out the, the vote to the public... And even before that, I should probably just mention the system. So Lawrence and I came up with the categories. We like to, some, some things stay, some things change. We like to keep it fresh. And then we, we posted on our Patreon group. Um, they got, uh, we, they, we involved them in the process of choosing the nominations. So then we, we listed the categories and everyone could kind of say who they thought, three people that they thought, thought should get nominated in each category. And we took the nomin- the people that they nominated. We took the top, um, the top uh, people from each category, and then we put it out to the public for you guys to vote on. Yeah, and yeah, and the results choice. are awesome. So the results were awesome. I think actually, like we started doing the the Rocha Awards. I mean, I think we did the first one in 2018, and actually every year, like it's been quite a cool episode to do because. You know, there's there's so much exciting racing and there's so much um, to talk about it throughout the rowing season. And it's so awesome to condense it down to like five mm. topics and just kind of really action pack it down into a small space and, and discuss it in like, okay, who who is the actual best of the season or who is the best of um, of this year? And gen- and. Over the years, the, the Rocha Awards have definitely grown. I mean, last year, it was a massive episode for mm. us. It, uh, it really, the, uh, you, the listeners loved it. You guys loved this episode. You listened to it. I think it's got one of the biggest hits throughout the, the whole season of 2022. So it was pretty epic. And now we're doing this, the next episode. And yeah, as Jake said, a little bit different on the categories. But I think the biggest change is usually me and Jake decide the winners and the nominations and we kind of do a little bit of voting but we kind of have the 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 ultimate say whereas this year jake and i had one vote one vote each our votes counted as much as you guys and in some cases i'm very upset yeah it's not what we wanted to see guys we thought that uh after all of our year our year of um kind of indoctrinating the listeners into to our way of of rowing and and our our um, events that we like uh, we thought we would be able to to guess a little bit better than uh, than what the results showed and wow what an interesting set of results yeah definitely and, and I think what I like about it the most is that in contrast to the world rowing awards they only have two categories plus a Thomas Keller medal and we have different winners from the male and female uh events which i think is really cool because you don't want to hear 
the same thing twice. But anyway, we will kind of like get straight into it. So let's just list off the categories just before we start. So we have the best in male, the best in female. And these are just the best athletes or crew that's performed the best throughout the season, had the best racing, um, basically just the top performers. Then for the first time, we have the best in under 23, which is exactly the same. The best performance out of all the under 23 boats um, uh, events, regardless, regardless of gender. Then we have the best race of the season, maximum entertainment value, interesting talking points, interesting results. Yeah, and like obviously that differs from the, the best male or female. Like the best male or female is like a specific athlete or a specific crew that has performed over the whole season. Best race is like the single most entertaining race mm. of the season. It doesn't even have to be, um, you know, it could, and I like the way like people will, will interpret it differently. You know, some people will think, okay, cool. Like, you know, um, Romanian women's double, they won by the most margin in this event. So they'll try and go for that. Or they'll be like, this was such a close race. The lead changed five times. So that was my race. Or, you know, there's so many different aspects that, that make a, a good race. Mm. And I think that's what's really cool about giving it to, to everyone to vote for, because then you can really see what, what um you know rowing enthusiasts what people yeah. enjoy watching so um i i really like that category and then we we have the the base post olympic year which i mm -hmm. think is really interesting because it is a it is a unique year the year after olympics is always unique there's a shifting of god there's a change of athletes and we wanted a category that uh, that recognized the best um uh, crews and athletes that had you know the the best improvements celebrating new successes and great performances overall. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the it doesn't necessarily mean that they had to have a bad Olympic Games, yeah. but it means like, you know, a lot of people change boat classes. A lot of people, um, I don't know, have challenges between the Olympics and that following season. And if you can back-to-back, -back, uh, if you can change or you can, you know, can step up or you can you can do something special in the, the post-Olympic year, especially when the Olympic year is only uh, three months, three years long mm. Olympic cycle. You know, this is quite a, an important topic. And I think that the names on this list, I think will carry through yeah, this cycle definitely. quite strong. Definitely. It, it was actually the hardest thing to choose the, 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 the most, um, the most nominations we got were for this, with this, mm. with this event. It was difficult to come up with a final list to put out to you guys. But then off that, we have two more categories. Another one that is becoming a bit of a staple is Best Bose Class of the Year. The event that had the best racing, uh, tightest gaps, you know, overall competition, talking points across the whole year. And Jake, is that not the same as Best uh, Race? No, it's so like, like Lauren said, there is a difference. So Best Race is a sing single performance that, you know, had... Typically, you always those performances are typically ones that kind of have like a crazy sprint or some sort of event happen. Um, best best Bose class of the year is across the whole year. You got to you got to consider the the entertainment value and everything that happened across the whole season to come up with this. And I'm really upset with the the results of this class <laughs> because I no really way. wanted my thing to win. But anyway, it is what it is. And then to finish off, we decided to. Uh, introduce a brand new category they've never had on and to sort of shift the the focus a little bit we had best story of the year quite open-ended i 
uh, we were looking for the the interesting, the unusual, courageous, and compelling stories from or about athletes in the rowing community um, across the world. I just I was I wanted to see what you know what people. It would be nice to see again where the people's interests lie and just recognizing cool things that have been happening in the rowing community in the past year. So yeah, guys, those are the seven those are the seven events. And Lawrence, should we kick things off with best in male? Let's do it. Okay. So to start off with, let's go through the nominations. Number one is a name you guys have heard a lot recently in the last couple of years. Oli Ziedler. He's uh He's had a, a good year following the Olympics, became world champion in the skull. And uh, yeah, I think he's had some pretty pretty interesting racing across the season. I think his world champ performance in the skull is his best yet. And I think he's just got to go on to have be- uh, you know better performances in the following years. For sure. And then uh, coming in in third place was the, um, the GB men's four. So the British men's four, um, they had a pretty cracker season, I must say. Like, um, if you look at their results over the, you know, the the Olympic Games in Tokyo, and then bringing a whole new crew and a whole new challenge into um, into the twenty twenty two season, and then managing to to win by beating the Olympic champions. Yeah, and to to crush it like that, I think they really deserve to to be on this list, and they really had such a cracker season. So. Uh, pretty impressed. I'm surprised that they were third because as I go through the categories, often I'm like, look at the fourth place. I'm like, wow, that's a good a good option. <laughs> and I'm like, look at the third. It's oh, oh, that's a better option. Yeah. And then it's like kind of keeps going like that. So yeah, they they came in third, undefeated season for them. And what I thought was really cool is that they unfortunately one of their athletes got sick uh, for world champs and they had to put in a sub and they still went on to win. Yeah. So I think that's just again shows to the the depth. And I actually we got to we got to be talking a lot about the GB system. They've had an absolute banger of the year. Yeah. But that kind of follows on into the second place was the GB men's eight, which is ridiculous because you know basically no returning athletes. And like so for me, this is what's so impressive about GB is like the number of athletes that returned after to after Tokyo is min. There's not a lot of athletes. The number of athletes that were in Tokyo that also raced at Rio was also men. Mm. So like each cycle, it's like this huge turnover of athletes and then still being able to perform at the this high level is, I don't know, maybe it's just coming from a small, um, you know, a small team, a small country that, you know, we struggle to kind of string together those performances Whereas here you just see them like, okay, cool, we don't have those eight athletes anymore. Let's put eight new athletes yeah. in and then still perform. For me, it's so impressive and it's so awesome to to see. Like, And I could just imagine what it's like being in that team. Yeah, it must be amazing. They're really on fire. And again, another undefeated season. And I think they that must be one of the most dominant eights on an elite on the, on the oh, on the that's most a elite. bold no, 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 claim. I'm saying, no, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm saying <laughs> throughout the season, it, it must be one of the most dominating performances in the boat class. I'm not saying they're the best, which is what you think I'm alluding to. I'm just saying yes. they dominated that boat class, and it's seldom that you see an eight doing that to to the boat class. Well, the only people that really dominated oh, a lot here more. Here we go. Oh, the winners of this category. Best in male. Congratulations to the Irish 
Lighty Double, uh, Finton and uh, Paula Donovan, absolute legends. I know, Jake, you don't, you wanted other people to win this. Yeah, event. I, I thought, obviously, like, no disrespect. Yeah, we've got to be, I don't want to throw shade on anyone here, but they, they didn't race that much this season. Yes, they won and they're continuing their unbeaten run, but. But Jake, they won. They smashed. Yes, they it. did. They smashed. They it. roll up, and they win in the most ridiculous style out of anyone else. Yeah. Look, I think uh, the public. This is the by far the most, um, the biggest margin of of uh, what am I trying to say? It it was the category that had the biggest winner. Yes. Fifty six percent. What did we get yeah. there? 56% of the vote. Yeah, 52. 52% of the vote. So m- more than 50% of the people voted for them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So And yeah. again, I don't know, did we I mean the the amount of people that voted is actually also blew my mind a little bit, you know. We had we put out the Google form and that got a huge amount of hits and then our our Instagram social media, yeah. Social media posts really really got a lot of hits, which uh, made it quite exciting. It was almost like it um, you know, watching the the American polls as you, as we could keep counting, and it was like, oh, this this it was team. at some stage. Uh, we'll talk about it, but at some stage, these categories were 50-50, and then in some of them, the the winner only came through. And I think in this last twenty four hour period, the winner came through and, and no, that's wild. Dominant. That's wild. But yeah, I think uh, going back to the, uh, I think. What I, what I, so for me this is because I voted for the Irish for to win this this category and for me it's like you you've had the most dominating cycle Olympic cycle and like it's kind of in contrast to like the Sinkoviches who like okay cool they did that they want a new challenge they move on and that it's that is for me is equally impressive but this is there's also something kind of so hardcore about okay cool we smashed this this um, cycle. And we're not doing anything else except coming straight back and smashing it again a year after the games in mm. like crazy style. Not for sure. Then on top of it, having the coolest interviews, you know, where Paul literally says whatever he wants yeah. to the r- reporters or to whoever's interviewing him. And I don't know. I just think they, they're such a cool crew to, to have on the world rowing stage. And I think world rowing needs to like punt them a little bit more because they are huge ambassadors yeah that's exactly what Rowing needs they need these characters and they need people that can can come and dominate and just really kill it like but they what have. what i'm sure a lot of listeners out there are thinking is that but wait a minute guys i swear i swear world rowing just had their awards the other day and the french men's double won the best male crew of the <laughs> season and you guys haven't even spoken about them yet and yes you are correct French men double didn't even make the nomination for our our list. And y- they had an absolute blinder of a world chance performance after the season they had. But uh, there were a couple, couple of people that voted for them anyway. I love it. People don't care if you put out the nominations, they'll vote for whoever. But I think to put it in context, you know, three of these crews that we've mentioned are undefeated. And they raced... I know the, the lighty men's double didn't race as much, but these guys raced a lot. And I think if you especially look at, you know, the men's four and the men's eight, they've turned around and had an absolute blind of the season, absolutely dominating the event. So, like, yes, I understand there are a lot of people that might be a bit upset that the French men's double didn't even get a nomination. But again, it's the people's choice. This is what you guys... Listen, uh, they, 
they had a insanely good world champs. Yeah. So you can't deny that they were they were world class there for the the world cha- the world champs. But like to be the best male of a season, for me, you have to do more than just win world champs. Yeah. And it's about the whole season. It's about like where you're coming from into the season, you know. And like I think Ollie did bloody well to get on that list. He had some really tough races, races yeah. earlier on in the season, and uh, but then his world champs. I think people just like. I think there's there is an element for Ollie that like we we like we want to see him do well we like we we know how good he can be and like he was kind of almost getting in his own way and then to see him come out of world champs and like mm. dish out this Very crazy dominant. performance I think that's where where he's got on the list whereas the French it's like you Olympic champions you should be winning the double and then you had like a disappointing time in the single mm-hmm. to come back and then win the double like yes it's obviously impressive you are world champions like it's we're not as you say, we're not trying to um, throw, shade. throw shade on anyone. We're not trying to like spice up these results. I mean, if you become a world champion, you're the best in the world at that event. Yeah. You know, you you deserve everything that you got. And but to, yeah. don't. But but there, we have so many good athletes. We have so many good crews, and for us, uh, yeah, that's think, that's the results. Yeah, I think quantity, uh, quant, quantity. Oh, yeah. Over the Jake. season, yeah, I'm struggling here, but it's all right. <laughs> this is anyway, a podcast, hey? We're supposed to be able to to know. No, you have to be masters of the English language to to talk. Like and uh, what word were you even trying to I'm say? I'm not going to try say it again. <laughs> 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 but anyway, we've got to speak about the French double. So the the people out there and Lawrence and I are big fans of them too. So they've had a good season, and I can't wait to see what. I hope they stay in the double this time and not go back in the skulls. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, my. Favorite category, best okay. female. Oh yes, we're moving into best female. So oh, we could do we could do under twenty three. It's not my favorite category. Is that, <laughs> is that wrong to say? No, let's go into best let's go, No, let's go best under twenty threes. Best under twenty three. Okay, and uh, it's a new category this season. Yeah, I you feel like you're biased to put this. Just in. a bit biased, just <laughs> a little bit. But I mean, who can blame me? You know, yeah. I've represented my country lots. So anyone out there, they they'll work out now why we put them in. But anyway, best under twenty three crew. Let's go through the Kay. nominations. Runners up: USA women's eight, USA women's four. Obviously, USA women having a pretty, yeah, I a must pretty say strong cracking uh, under twenty three. Yeah, they were. And from the sweep events, what I think is really interesting about this is that obviously. The USA Women's Eight has got such a massive pedigree. And that was just for me such a clear indication of a new generation of absolute um, top performers coming mm. through. And I really, really hope, because they really did win. They absolutely, still, both the eight and the four, they smashed the events at 23. It wasn't even a question. I really hope they, they there is some sort of momentum and a fair amount of these uh, rowers continue on because it'll be fantastic to see the women's usa women's eight come back into shit that'll be top cool. form and and for me like the 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 women's eight it's like it's quite a quiet event because most of the regattas you know you because of the the number of like continental um co- uh, like uh, contenders you know canada usa australia new zealand like they can't race every single race so often in the beginning part of the season it's quite a quiet event but every time at World Champs, it's like turning out to be this banger race. So um, seeing, uh, you know, the U.S. coming back and, and having the depth at the under-23 level is, is, is pretty cool. Um, coming in at the runner-up, 
And mm. it was actually bloody close, Jake. The, the close. results are really, really close. 36 to, to 40%. We got the German woman's skull. Yeah. And that's uh, Alexander uh, Forster from Germany. And I did say in under-23s, we, we were specifically looking for an isolated performance from under-23s. But, I mean, people don't care what I say anymore. So, they... I'm pretty sure she did have an absolute crack of a season outside of her under-23 performance. And like her performances throughout the season in Lucerne at, at Euros were absolutely phenomenal. And again, she absolutely smashed her, um, her race at under-23s. And I think it's going to be a massive name to watch in the next couple of years. But I, I do think that like if you, in general, if you win under-23s, you have a good chance of making of sneaking an A final at um mm. at World Champs. Oh not maybe not a World Champs, but at like a World Cup for sure. Yeah. If you are the best under twenty three crew and you go to like a Lucerne World Cup, a big World Cup, you there's a really good chance that you make it into the, the A final and have a and have a shot. And then generally those athletes have nothing to lose. They're there yeah. as like an absolute bonus and they always have cracker racing. So yeah, very, very cool, awesome athlete to watch. And actually just to stop you there, uh, the German scholar, to my dismay, okay, I am biased. I'm, I like you. am a spectator to this. I didn't. I voted like everyone else. I had my biases. I, I, just, I was as biased as I could be for these awards. To my dismay, she was actually winning, going into <laughs> the last twenty-four hours, <laughs> and thankfully some. Diehard fans pulled through for our winners. And it wasn't just you just taking an extra couple of votes there. I promise. A few I didn't voting, compromise. A few voting bots, Jake. I didn't compromise my moral integrity <laughs> just to okay. wreck the results. I'm glad. I'm glad. And the winners being the South African uh, men's pair, which for me, obviously we biased. We, have, uh, we know the guys, uh, Damien and Chris, and uh, just absolute crackers and had such an awesome build-up and such an awesome um, under-23 experience. And then to come away with a win and a world record is the yeah. dream. A dream. And I, I know you said again, we are biased, but they got the world record. So I don't know, you know, no one else managed to get that right, actually. Yeah. Well. I'm not quite sure, but regardless, they set the world record. And what's really cool now is that the men's pay record for an 23 uh, is now under 620, which is proper. I think going under 620 in a men's pay, regardless of conditions, is, yeah. is, is pretty impressive. So I've been under the world record before, but unfortunately, I got. What, at Buffalo? No, at, uh, at under 23s. Me and uh, David Hunt, we broke the world record, but unfortunately, um, we also got hammered by the British by four seconds. So they, they, got the the, they got the they got the official the, record. What was the, what was the record? It was the, the Greeks had the record before, and it was like a six twenty five, and then I think we went six twenty four in the um, the British with Constantine um, Lulis and George and Nash, Nash went six twenty, I think, so yeah. four seconds. And what's interesting is that it went six twenty, and then the, there was a French yeah. pair that took off like. Point two, nothing. And then our boys, Chris and Damien, I just saw them go through the the one k at like a three oh seven, and I was like, oh my god, it is on. That's proper, proper. Yeah. But yeah, it's well really done. Proper speed. Chris and Damien, best in under twenty three. 
It was fantastic to have. But then you said that uh, Damien has, has called it quits for the season. What's happening there, Jake? Oh, it's a bit unfortunate. Eh? You got to nurture these young bucks. I'm trying my best. Yeah, it's 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 uh, obviously there's. He's telling the grass is much greener at the the senior world's world's yeah. stage. You know, under 23s is a stepping stone. Yeah, it is. It is a bit unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fantastic. They had an absolute blind of a result, and yeah, it was uh, really good to see another. South African crew, actually, that's I've got to keep talking about pedigree. The South African pedigree in this event is the next level. But anyway, yeah. let's move on to um, the next event, Lawrence. I think let's go best in female. Let's talk about a, a proper race, not a proper event, not under twenty three childish uh, category. <laughs> Child children, best so in female, best in female, and actually the nominations for this are outrageous. Like as I was saying earlier, when I was going through them, I like. Looking, oh my word, that person deserves to win. Oh my word, that person deserves to win. Like every time you go through the list, it's like, wow, these are are incredible athletes. And I think, uh, for me, that what has been so awesome watching everyone else vote and and how the 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 kind of awards have taken shape this year, it just shows me how much depth and how much exciting racing there is. You know, every now and then someone will throw out a a, a nomination or a vote that you hadn't even thought about and then you go and look at that race and you're like you watch it and you're like wow that race deserves to be on and then you have to like go and make mm. the toughest decisions when you're like okay no we're only going to make these other nominations we have to cut you know something off off the list so i don't know it was it was really exciting to watch and i think uh starting off fourth place gb women's four i mean we've spoken about gb a lot they have been yeah, absolutely, absolutely on fire. On fire, they were they were nominated for two events in the um, two events in the men's side, two events and two events female. in the female. So GB women's four and GB lightweight women's double. Undefeated um, crew again, another undefeated crew. They didn't lose a single race. Which the women's four GB women's yeah. four didn't lose a single race this season. Mm. So very impressive. And again, like they they came fourth. At uh, it's a recurring theme. They came forth at the Olympics, turn around, and have a absolute crack of a year. And yeah, again, it's like you know the women's fours event is evolving a lot, and it's you know it, it's great to see like uh, a country that's got so much pedigree in the in the fall to you know have a, a really good season. Um, coming in third place again, another um, another GB boat. The lightweight women's double skulls from GB uh, with Imogen Grant and Emily Craig. Again, absolute cracker season. And um, yeah, I mean, it's they came through world champion and their performances when they got together in the double were really, really impressive. So I think two really well-nominated crews. And again, like Lawrence is saying, you just look at the names on the list and you're just going, shit, you know, it's it's... Crazy to think that some of the crews he's talking about didn't actually go away with the win. But again, I feel like getting nominated in this, you know, in these categories is quite tough when people are having under undefeated seasons. Yeah. But now this is where it gets spicy. Tell me, Lawrence, who was the second? Second place, and actually I'm really upset about this, Romanian women's double. I completely think they should have won this event. I think it's a travesty that they are second. Travesty. A travesty. They destroyed this event. Every single time they went out on the water, they won and they could have had a cup of tea doing it. They smoked everyone. 
Yeah. How are they not on top, Jake? I don't know. The people choose, Lawrence. The people. No, I'm upset. I don't think ne- next year I can't let anyone else <laughs> choose. I'm choosing next year. But this is also interesting because they were the uh, wool drawing female uh, crew of the year. And they came in second place. Look, it was pretty close because they got 29% uh, of the vote. And yeah, I mean, they had an absolute blind of the year. Race double uh, rega- uh, events at World Champs, World Champion, two different bow classes, undefeated again. So, I mean, they, from that kind of point of view, they had the best season. But the person in first place, you can understand why she got number one nod. And coming with 30... No, because they also double up in the eight. Why are you so angry, Because... Why are you so passionate about this? These are... they the bomb. (laughs) they the bomb. They were clearly the best athletes from the year. You can't double up in an event, come in with multiple medals, and then not be the best female. Don't worry. You are really upset about this. I've got... I was really upset about the the boat class of the year. But anyway... (laughs) The top number one best female of 2022 is the Netherlands woman scholar Carolyn Florin. Yeah, and in a banger Rosho episode. Oh, with abs- yeah, we actually it was really good timing. We had um, we we, we had chatted to her a few months ago about her season, and uh, yeah, she moved from the silver medal in the women's four into the women's skull, and again moving. We've we've seen these athletes like I immediately think of Derek Porter. Moving from the four into the skull. Undefeated season. I'm not Faces saying... Emma Twig at World Champs. Yeah. It's outrageous. Wins by and four seconds. Go again. But what she did, though, to this field, Lawrence. Okay, but... This, did I'm you see the margin <laughs> of victory that she won the I'm events not in? Saying, I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve to win. She had a blinder. Karen had a blinder season taking home the Honorable Rosho Award. It might be even more prestigious than <laughs> her World Champs Legal's medal. choice. But the Romanian double deserved more. Is it, is it Ankuta? Ankuta, Bodnar, and Simona Radis. Yeah, yeah Simona. So. They deserve more. They, they perform better. On this, if you look at the results and you tally the results, they won by the biggest percentages, they won the most events. They that's for me. So I'm not saying that like obviously if you if you look at um Caroline Florin, she destroyed unbeaten season coming from silver in the four, as you say, switching from sweep to uh sculling and being that dominant in like a serious field. It was uh, not a Mickey Mouse field at all. Yeah. Um I don't know. It's is bloody. It is. It's 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 worthy of the win. I just am you know upset. what I think. I think the people are just you know they're tired of seeing the same crew win over and over again. You know, it's not about that. It's about <laughs> who's the best. Are they <laughs> the best? No, I w- yeah. Look, I mean, we just spectators in this, Lawrence. We we had one vote just like everyone else, and that's how the the cookies fell. Look, I'm glad we didn't have to choose because I I was I would have still gone for. Carolyn, I think she her season was incredible. Oh, Jake, how dare you? How anyway, dare you? Anyway, let's move on because this is move just on. getting because we just this is just riling me up. It's just turning into what are we on to? Best boat class. Let's go best boat. Why would you go straight after that? After we have a disagreement. Anyway, best boat class. Or best race. No, let's go let's best go race. Best race. Best race of the season. So going back again, best race is about 
the single performance, the single most, the tightest, the most entertaining, the single 2,000 meter stretch of racing down the track that was unbelievable to watch this season. Yeah. And I think people understood that big time when they came with their nominations and when they came with the voting because, wow, there were some good ones. There were some good ones. So let's go through it. Coming up, we had five nominations for this category. Coming up in fifth place was the Women's Quad A Final from World Cup 1 2022. It was a showdown between reigning Olympic champions, China versus Poland in the Women's Quad. Came down nail-biter race all the way to the finish and Poland came away with a big victory over the Olympic champions. Um which I thought was a, it was really, it was probably one of the tightest, tightest races of the season. Very, very impressive. That got the, the uh, fifth nomination. On and what's quite cool is that actually we don't see the quads, um, you know, making a lot of show in uh, in a lot of the racing that we that we chat about. You know, most of the time it's you know we're focusing the like kind of draw is always the single, it's always the eight. You know, we got fours, we got pairs, doubles, but the four, the quad always seems to be like a little bit of a of lurking in the background. So it was quite cool to to see them um, make the list, make that nomination list, and uh, and, and and score some points. But yep. in fourth place, we got women's single European champs, women's single world champs, world champs, world champs. That's a typo. Sorry. Oh my word, Jake! How <laughs> dare you make mistakes here? <laughs> make me look like a fool. I was trying to change it now, but I couldn't do it in time. It's okay. <laughs> we'll just roll with it. Okay, world champs. World, yeah, the women. There were some cracking no, races some all around in the women's single this season. There was good. In fact, the races were really so, were really good. This, this is another really hot category to uh, kind of like sift through the um the, the like the nominations to get the top five. That's why they're five in this category, not four. Because it was so bloody close mm. from what our patrons uh, gave us, but anyway, yeah, the world women's skull final at world champs. We just spoke about Karen and Florin. We just spoke about Emma Twig showdown, and everyone was waiting for this event. They knew Emma Twig was going to roll in Olympic champion, and they knew Carolyn had, you know, sh- on the way to yeah, Apex Mountain, fire. she smashed every single person on the way there, yeah. and there was this big final boss at the end, and it was a showdown between Emma and Carolyn. But it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what's gonna happen in this year. What do you think's gonna happen this year? Emma's gonna you know she took some time off after Olympics, you know. So I think she's gonna win. Who? Emma. Emma's gonna win. Our money's on Emma. Okay. I'm putting it out there okay. right now. You really that upset that the Romanian women's double didn't win female? No, 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 no. I just I I don't know. After we chatted to Emma on the show, I feel like. Um, she needs that other win. She needs one more. Yeah. Well, and it's going to be interesting this year, nonetheless. Look, it's going to be hard. You know, these are these are top-notch athletes. So I think, uh, but I, I, my money's on Emma for the season coming up. But Carolyn, I think, is going to give her a hard time. For sure. For sure. And then we, we move into these next three are very close. In fact, we have a tie. Actually, we got that wrong. In fourth place was the women's quad. In third place was the women's skull from World Champs. In second place, Lawrence, we have a tie. No, man, Jake, that's not how ties work. Then it would be second place is both of those, and then you don't have a third place. You have a fourth and a fifth place. Is that how it works? That's how it works. You've been racing your whole life, and you 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 should know these kind of things. That's why I have you around to correct me. Anyway, 
doesn't matter. Second place was a tie. 26.7% of the vote each went to the men's single skulls Euros and the men's paired world champs. Start with men's single skulls and, and Euros. Lawrence, no, what happened? Men's pair for me. They should have won this. They should have won this they one. Should've, well, not won. They should have uh, come second. Come second. I feel like this, um, it was such a cool race. I'm going to lean into my bias. Men's pair should have won. Yeah. No, I'm being biased now. I'm done with my impartial, <laughs> trying to be unbiased all the time. I'm being as biased as I can. No. Men's Bay should have won this tie break. No, I, I feel, look, it, it was, they're both awesome races. And I think, and actually this is such a good list. Like if you're going to go back and you're like, oh, I just want a refresher. When like, so when you're hitting, when you're hitting like World Cup one and we're like, we just want a refresher of last season, you should go back and watch these five races. Yeah, and and actually, you know, you were saying that as a single race of the season, that thing. But you think the thing is that you, it isn't. It's a bit in context because it has reason, to be a little bit in context. The reason the men's pair was so good at World Champs is because what happened at Lucerne. Yeah, is because what happened in Europeans. What happened at the World Cups. Yes, but that's why it's not in at the top though. Yeah, because definitely. it has to be in a single, on its own standalone event. It has uh, as a as a standalone race. It has to stand up to the the test. Yeah. Whereas but, uh, it yeah. it does the men's pair definitely needs a bit of context. You know, you need to know that like you've got the 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 Romanians, you've got the Spanish, you've got everyone like that's kind of all has a grudge to to get down the the track and and take the win and it's it was really a battle of of gladiators and people that have been in the in the pair for you know a while trying to to get that top spot for sure and uh, i think that's what made it such a good race is because you had an absolutely stacked field you had a romanian pair the spanish pair um which had an absolute crack of the season i've been together been sublime mm. the gb pair the serbian pair the Aussie pair and the New Zealand pair, all these pairs have been absolutely insane in the season. And like, you wouldn't, if you, if you, if I asked you who, who was going to come where in the final, I'll take a bet. Not a single person got the order. Of the yeah, final that right. order, that order was, was a tricky one. Romania to, had to such a blind of race. Spain, Spain. I, I'm st- they might be one of my favorite. I'm not talking about based of whatever. My favorite crew of the season was the Spanish men's pair. Jeez, Jake. And Man, yeah, just I mean, marry them, <sighs> dudes. They had a blind of the season. What can I say? And that <laughs> World Champs race was, you know, it was really impressive. I think everyone watching that men's pair race got their their money's worth. So I think you're right. Though. I think these are you should if if you when I go to do a refresher of the the season, I'm gonna watch these five races and with the winner. No, well, we haven't even spoken about the men's skulls race at Euros. Oh, uh, yeah, but do you have though? I mean, they were they were good races. It's like, come on, let's get, let's get on to I mean, the. Oli the blue in the last two fifty, and Malvin Twillock oh, gave it a bit of a stick, bit of stick there in the last. Uh, that was the best sprint of. If we had the best sprint of the season, that would be that best race best. for me. Not, I don't think that that race was the most entertaining race of the season, but it made the men's final at world champs super exciting because i feel like ollie did exactly the same thing exactly the same profile and you just thought shit we've seen this movie before here we go we're the flames and you know him just piling it on at the end and not blowing when he wrote the same profile is i don't know that i think that's so for me it's like again it goes back to a bit of context like that race is so good because of what comes afterward Mm. No, it was very good. But then moving on to the winner 
by it was close though. They the 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 parents got twenty six. Let's call it twenty seven percent, and the winner was thirty point seven percent of the vote. It's close. And listen, I agree that this is ridiculous. As a single event, what are you gonna say? You gonna say something? <laughs> As a single event, it is really really good. And we're talking about the men's eight at European World Champs. Everyone knows what happened there. And the thing that I'm really upset about in this thing is that we don't have don't have what happened to the Dutch on video. No, we do actually. Someone someone's got some video on Oh yeah, but this is like track. I'm saying like World Rowing needed to catch that. Yeah. To make like the reason that this uh, this um voting is close is because that isn't on video. Yeah. If you could see the carnage that happened out the start in the Dutch crew because you know it was bad Jake to lose a length in the eight look they went no one someone was rowing with their oar in their teeth out the start of that race dude they went through the first 500 at 130 yeah in a men's eight if you go through the first 500 at 130 in the A final of the men's eight European championships 99% of the time you're coming last but yeah, like to this time, I don't know what happened, but there was something else. I mean, they they came through at one thirty point five one, and they turned that around, started clawing back, and then by the five fifty nine five hundred meters to go, they were right back in the mix. It's mental because people do not close gaps in the eight. No, it does not happen. Mm-mm. And so I think two things that would have made this uh, obviously. The, I, I agree that this is the best most entertaining race of the season but two things that would have made it ridiculous one if we saw the accident if we saw the crab we saw the drama that actually went down i don't understand how they don't even have it on a single camera like how they need to have at least one camera like panned out at the racing the whole time so that they can like go back oh my god guys we need to show the yeah the dutch there or whatever but and then the other thing would have been if they'd won and it was it was on the cards for a little no, bit of that it race. it was never on the cards for them to win. The GB men's side was so... Yeah, but there, there was a point where they were no. going so... Closing the gap so much. I don't know. I think that... if I'm saying that if, for yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. they had Look, if won... If they had won, if they had won that race, it would have been like one of the best races ever. But what I don't understand is like, how can you do that for, for 1,800 meters, but you know, then the next race, you, 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 you can't get it for 2,000. I don't know. It's... It was so awesome. I Look, I mean, it. they had a good race at World Champs. They um, they came away with the second silver medal at World Champs. So I that's know, but they didn't say. catch a crab then. They didn't catch a crab, but they managed to win a silver. Yeah. Well, I hope so. But anyway, uh, moving on, Lawrence, to the next uh, next event, which is the one I'm the most probably the most upset about, is the best boat class of the year. The event that had the best racing talking points and overall competition across the whole. Um, across the whole season, let's start with uh, with the nominations. Um, coming with uh, fifth place was uh, the women's single skull. You know, I think uh, we've already spoken quite a lot about the the women's single skull. You know, Karen Florin was absolutely sublime. You had the racing from the German under twenty three champ. You had the racing from the Greek lightweight rower that came away with silver medal at Europeans under twenty three. Absolute blinder. But so for me, this is a tricky, it's a tricky topic because I think a lot of people just choose it based on their like the best crew. 
So mm. then it becomes very close to the the best in male or best in female because if you choose it because oh my word the um the the, the Romanian woman crushed the whole season, but for me uh, the best bow class is like the event that each time the regatta was coming around, like this was the event you wanted to watch. This was what was like drawing you into the regatta or into that um, that live stream of racing to to go, okay, we need to see what's going to happen in this event because mm. we don't have an idea. So um, so I think it is very, very different to the other uh, categories. And so I think like there where you have the lighter, where you have the woman's single, like yes, it was close, but dominated by one person. Mm-hmm. Then you have lightweight um, women's double. Uh, we spoke about this earlier, Jake. Like I think it's a brilliant event. It's our gladiator event. We always speak about the the lightweight women's double. But I think there was a bit too, there were too many crews that changed over mm-hmm. into this new cycle. So you know, if a crew, if an event has like one or two people that are really good that hang around and then get challenged by all these new athletes, it kind of brings a bit more hype than like just you know, the all the all the old gladiators left, all these new gladiators arrived and they're all battling each other. It's the the same event of like it's so difficult to win, it's so close, it's so tight, but now it's like all new people and there's no one really like following through. I don't know if mm. that makes any sense. No, it does make sense. And like, yeah, I mean the it, I think it's also partly that what makes the the next couple boats so good. So you know we had the we had the women's skull fifth place, then you had the lighty women's double, who you know was interesting because you had the GB uh, lighty women that managed to o- overturn the Olympic champions, and then in third place you have the men's pair. I've spoken mm. about it before. For me, when I voted in this class, for me it's all about the competition. That's what I place above all when I look in the boat classes. How how competitive the bow class, generally speaking, is going to be the best bow class. And I felt like the men's pair, when you look at the winners from like Lucerne, the World Cups, what happened at Henley, what happened at Euros, it, you end up at World Champs with six boats in the A final, and any one of those boats could have won, taken silver and bronze. I agree. I agree, but they deserve third place in this category. No, they do. They do this. That's like, not why I agree I'm with upset. everything. I agree with everything that you're saying. Like those are the reasons that those that 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 they are that they should win. But then I feel like though, for those exact reasons, that's why the other two are above. I them. if I no, this is what makes me upset. Not that the men's pair didn't win, but the the this next event came second. Lawrence, the men's double. Came second, was close. They twenty six point five. It was a ridiculous event to watch throughout the season. Ridiculous! I don't understand how the men's double, the people, you guys listening, please tell. I want you guys to tell me. I'm going to put something on Instagram. How did you guys choose the men's skull over the men's double this? Easy. How easy? Because because why? Okay, men's double is cracker. You have Singovic coming back. You have the the Polish. Did you see how competitive you the racing was? Dutch. Did you, you see have the first world the cup? French? Yes, it was crazy. Did you see Lucerne? We watched it, Jake. I watched it all. I was there. Did you see what happened at World Champs? The men's single was more insane. No, not even. I don't even think it's. It was. Oli clawing his way back, blowing on half the races. You had in Tuscus that no one believed could replicate his racing 
again after the Tokyo Games and he came and showed everyone that he can do it in a headwind, let alone uh, perfect tailwind conditions. And you had uh, Melvin Twellard just kind of snaking into some of the racing. Every race was a little different. Every race had its own little drama series going on on the on the on the course, and that's why they are number one. I disagree completely. I think the men's double was that and more. Well, Jake, the people have decided, and I agree <laughs> <laughs> completely. I'm hacked. <laughs> Absolutely hacked. I mean, the final, the fact that Moldova made the A final at World Champs, and uh, hold on, before I before I, 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 I say something, I need to stand corrected. Yeah, the, they came, made the A final World Champs. A stacked field. Australia's double, getting to World Champs, getting a bronze medal. Spain, silver, France, gold. And the way France won that gold medal race wasn't even close. And the fact that Croatia came up with a fourth. Yes, but you're saying that maybe they should have won race of the year then. No. Maybe they should have. Anyway. I think people are just pissed that the Sinkovic's didn't win. Yeah. They just got something against the men's double. No, I think people are like, the Sinkovic's should have won. What are they doing? They are our heroes. Why did they not win? We're not voting for this event. Yeah, probably. Maybe something like that. But anyway. I think, I think that's what it is. That's the, the, the best event of the season. People's choice. The men's single skull. So going on to quite a cool um, topic, I think, is uh, best post-Olympic year. I think it's, as we discussed at the start of the show, it's, like, it's quite an interesting one because it's about who had the best, you know, kind of, I don't want to say recovery because I think like you don't have to, it doesn't have to necessarily be a recovery. But if you finish Tokyo, you know, so many athletes are taking breaks, uh, testing out retirement, going cycling, going, doing this, doing that. And like it takes a lot of effort and a lot of skill and courage to, commit again to like full on to another cycle and come back in that post-Olympic year firing guns blazing and claim uh, those seats that are, mm. are wide open. So either you like you had a bad um, Olympic Olympics. Games and you're trying to like come back or you are a reigning champion and you're trying to keep that streak or you're trying to, to carry on or you just you know did something unique in this year over the over the post the games. So I think it's such a cool topic uh, to have and an awards to have, but I am not surprised um, with the results of yeah. the one I agree. This one is probably the one I agree with yeah, the most. Yeah, I also agree with this thing the most, and we'll, we'll get to there just now. And also what I liked about this is this is w the most, across the five nominations, it was the most equal split of votes. The... They were all got a fair big chunk of the voting. No one was under, you know, ten percent. There was a decent amount of, of people voting for each person. But so, kicking it off. Yeah, you kick it off. Go fifth the first place, two. Fifth place, we got Ollie Seidler, who turned around uh disappointing Olympic Games for him and came away with a world uh, victory at the world champs in a very dominant fashion so for me like ollie's like been on the list now for a few events now a few nominations yes. so like he didn't win anything but he he's been on the list i mean he's what blows my mind with ollie is that he had a miserable olympic games um he really you could see how much that that cut him it cut him deep and like i don't know if you know that you it's hard for athletes to come back from that kind of disappointment then to have racing in the season where like 
the wheels are coming off and you can see like struggling with certain aspects of the racing only to get it all right at the world champs on the big stage um and take away that win i think like it's such a cool fairy tale story yeah for sure and then moving on into fourth place 14.6 percent of the vote my one of my favorite crews from the year the spanish men's double and again men's men's, your sorry uh, men's double also did pretty well but anyway the men's pair (laughs) that came away with uh, fourth place in this category again they um they turned around you know they've been together for a while they've raced in they've been making a lot of air finals they had a decent olympics last year but my word what a performance at world champs they, they were sublime again i've spoken about them so they had an absolute crack of a world champs and it de- definitely seems like you you always want your post-olympic year to set you up for the next cycle and this is what they did they set themselves up for a fantastic next mm. cycle so that's why they made the nomination and i'm pretty sure that's why they came away for the fourth place um third it's a name that uh we've spoken a bit about and again oh melvin twello melvin twello you know what's interesting is melvin came ahead of uh, ollie zeidler in this hey don't you think that's interesting yeah that is actually pretty mental it's pretty pretty interesting especially considering what ollie did throughout the yeah, season yeah throughout ollie did throughout the season but equally like melvin got his silver medal in the double last year switched into the um into the um, men's single skulls european champion absolutely took it to Ali, except for world champs Ali absolutely smashed the field but those races he did i think the first world cup him and Ali were epic to watch yeah and his sprint finish i don't think there are many people well hold on let me i'm not gonna say that anyway he had an absolute blind at the european champs to come away so again big time third spot then second spot we've spoken about a lot carolyn florin um, from the Dutch, uh, going in from the me- from the women's for second place at the Olympics, going into to that uh, the gladiator event of the women's single, and beating Emma Twig. I feel like unbeaten season. We, I mean, we've said it all, but she really deserves that second uh, spot there in post Olympic year. But the winning, uh, the winners for twenty twenty two, and actually, I really love this nomination. Like, oh, I feel too. like it's so deserving of this award is the the british team team gb team gb best post olympic year for 2022 and the thing is is like it, when i was looking at the 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 nomin- possible nominations that the patrons are putting on i saw the you know women's four the lighty women's double you know the um the men's four the men's eight and i'm like i can't have like you know gb have done so well i can't put four you know nominations but i decided to group them together and acknowledge as a whole team gb have done fantastic this season and considering how well they've done would have been a bit of a travesty if they didn't come away with the win at least one category and like especially like you know we said about we said it earlier it's like so many new athletes and then to like just to be able to have the pedigree to like come out and then box like they do and and win and take many many medals um throughout the season you know, new performance uh, set up, new coaches, new athletes, and to still have the depth and the skill and the knowledge to be able to train and perform at the highest level. It's its so impressive to me. 100%. Mm. So moving on to our final crat- 
category of the of uh, the episode. Hey? This was a tricky one, but I the whole idea when Lawrence and I think about the categories is we like to try and add new categories every year and keep it fresh. This is a, a brand new category and we were thinking a little bit out the box and to have a kind of uh, exploration at the wider rowing community. So this one was the best story of the year. And uh, it is a little bit open-ended, but we kind of like, we wanted it to be like that because we want we wanted to kind of learn about what you guys enjoyed. And we were looking for the most interesting, unusual, courageous, and compelling stories from from all about our athletes. And I'm really glad we did because I thought we got really interesting results. So, so to start away with the um, person, the story that came in fifth position was uh, the Lebanon Rowing Federation rebuilding after Beirut blast that absolutely devas- devastated them, which uh, I thought was pretty cool. And like you're going to see this a lot in this category was everyone loves a good underdog. Everyone loves a good comeback story. And especially after the, you know, the, the, the difficulties that we got to speak a lot about difficulty here, the difficulties that, you know, someone, the people involved in the Lebanese rowing team being able to go through something like that and, you know, rebuild the rowing team and have boats racing at world champs in 2022, I thought it was massive. Yeah, and I think it like this category is actually something that me and you need to dig into a bit more throughout the season, and like we should have episodes on on all of these five nominations because they, it's such amazing stories. It's so inspirational. Yeah, and you know it really should be, there should be bigger bigger stories, and the the, the rowing community should be like pushing these out a little bit more and like just getting it to to more people. One hundred percent. So. We got um, so we got the um, Lebanese uh, rowing team recovering from that, and then the second one is I got to zoom in. Yeah, Jake, what is that? I'll take it. It's uh, <laughs> sorry, the text is a little bit small because you had to write. I had to write out a whole bloody thing. Anyway, this the the, the fourth nomination is Nazanin Malay from Iran, continuing to fly Iran's colors high in world rowing after an incredibly impressive Olympic Games where she finished the highest Iranian athletes ever finished in the Olympics and went on to have another successful season finishing seventh in the lightweight women's skull. Uh, the way she races is absolutely insane. And of course, Iran have been going through some big issues this year. And again, a great everyone loves a great underdog. And I don't think you can get a bigger underdog than Nazanin making waves in the space. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw her cracking her way into A finals because she does have an incredible rowing style of going out incredibly hard. And yeah, I'd really like to see this athlete keep going and I can't wait to see what's what's more yeah. from her coming out uh, this next season. Then going into the, the top three, uh, really, really tight actually. Third place, we have the GB... Uh, team revival so we already have them as winners for the um you know the 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 post-olympic year but it is an amazing story it's a good story and i Especially definitely think it counts yeah, as i thought the tabloid the british tabloids went to town on the gb rowing team after yeah huge after olympics you know jürgen krobler leaves the year before the games there's a huge change of guard and like th- it was a difficult year for 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 team gb at uh, at the tokyo olympics for sure. So they definitely deserve the, the third place. Second place, the French men's double comeback. 
and actually like it's the only like single crew in this in the store in this mm. um uh, category and i do think they deserve it though like they went into the single there's uh you know the whole story about the depression about going through something difficult after the games and just kind of facing your your demons and coming back and and actually not having a great time in the single they did not perform the way we expected them to perform mm-hmm. in the single you know we watched them win their games they nearly took the record from the Sinkoviches, and then they go I into the single and like if you go back and listen to like our first hype train for world cup whatever world cup uh one or wherever they were going to race first they were high on our list they were like these guys are going to crush one and two basically yeah and then having like a miserable time and then to come back into the double and then just take the win over the Sinkoviches, who are notoriously good at battling to the absolute last mile you just never, at any stage, you didn't really discount the Sinkoviches. But, like, I feel, again, we we always talk about this sometimes on the show. Like, there are performances where you look at that and you go, like, that was textbook. You want to take that and next time, um, and when you ever want to, like, show someone how impressive it was, that's the performance you go at. And the whole world champs, they went on heat to quarter to semi to final, just looking so untouchable. And then to go and win the final in such a dominant fashion. And you know what's really impressive actually is like the after the season they had getting into the pair and having the confidence to basically do what they did at Olympics. And you know what's interesting is not a lot of Olympic gold medalists stayed in the top spot this season of rowing and they were the few, one of the very, very few crews that managed to retain that top spot. Yeah, that's a so really good point. Massive shout out to the French men's double, staying on top of their game with an incredible comeback. And then the winners, I think clearly... Clear winners. No way of, of rivaling them was uh, Team Ukraine. I think to have, the, have a war going on in your country, have to go and live in a different country just so you can train, like leaving your family and, and um, friends in Ukraine in a battle zone and um, and still being able to perform. And, you know, when they came down the track and they were performing in any of these regattas, the support behind them was quite unreal. Mm. No, and it was. It definitely was. Um, so I think just kudos to them. And I hope that the 2023 is, is, a, is a better year for, for Team Ukraine. No, and they, they did exceptionally well. And they, had a, they picked up a medal. The lightweight men's double picked up a medal at World Champs. And from what I recall, their men's four made an A final. Women's uh, women's four, no, sorry, women's quad also made an A final world champs. And the crew is just going from strength to strength. And like you say, I mean, our hearts go out to all the, the people of Ukraine going through such a difficult time at the moment. Mm-hmm. And to have the rowing team amidst all this destruction, rock up at the world champs and perform. And you talk about what being under pressure is like. You can't get much more under pressure than what they've been under. And the so Pariscal one. Pariscal one, I mean, it just keeps better, getting better. And I think the, if I'm not mistaken, the Ukrainian uh, para coach won coach of the year for all drawing. So 100%, you know, we didn't have coach of the year this year for, for, um, for the row show, but you never know. Maybe they would have picked up that win as well. But anyway, guys. No, we have one more award, Jake. I know we didn't put it out to the, the the community to vote, but our best uh, row show award, our best rowing, our best row show episode of the year, 
I think we could say two. We can give it two two wins. So technically, um, was uh, Magdalena Lobnik. She had the most plays over um, t- uh, 2022. So pretty impressive that uh, that her episode did so well, especially considering how many episodes we have out at this point and like how. Yeah. Uh, so that is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, other runners up. I thought this was quite surprising, actually. Yeah, no, this is surprising. And then the runners up are Imogen Grant, Fintan McCarthy, Philip Doyle. So really good episodes. Um, our we did a, a boathouse banter with Martin Cross that did extremely well. And as I said, the 2021 Rosho Awards, killing Top it. Top episode of the year. Yeah. So I must say I'm pretty impressed that uh, that that did so well. As we said, the prestigious. So like these athletes that won, oh. these athletes that won this. Like yes. if you didn't win a Thomas Keller Award, but you got a Rocha Award, I think you could be proud. Yeah, you could be pretty happy with oh, yourself for sure. Um, so that's pretty cool. But Jake, if you had to, what is your best Rocha uh, episode of uh, of uh, 2022? Putting you on the spot. The thing is, it's an episode that I'm actually going to release just now. But anyway, that we need to release just now, that we recorded in 2022. But from the ones that were released... Yeah, but that's on the Patreon, though. Huh? It is on the Patreon. Yeah. So Use my favorite actually was Istok Chop. So you guys are going to get Istok Chop in about a week's time. We recorded that in end of 2022 absolute legend of the of the year and he was my favorite uh interview from the from the year uh for me there's so many there were so many good ones um you know we did uh martin and valent uh, round two uh we did some incredible hype trains and regatta madness episodes where i feel like we really i think we upped our game quite a lot on our on those regatta episodes where we brought so much more insight and even for myself, like I enjoyed the racing so much more where the, because I was thinking about it in the the way of like, okay, well, what is the best event? What is a talking point here? And like, you just, you're so much more immersed into every single event, not only events that you're mm. familiar with because of, of how, um, for me, how the road shows has elevated those, those racing, those races. And then oh, I think for me, I also really, I think my top two interviews were uh, the Irish, Fintan McCarthy and uh, Philip Doyle were yeah, very cool. Yeah, good characters to have on the show. I really enjoyed like just having a lot of insight and yeah, I think that those were, were tops. Definitely. Well, I think that wraps up another good <coughs> Rocha Awards. For sure. And Guys. Yeah. I think a huge shout out though to to all listeners. Thanks to everyone that voted and was involved in this yeah. process. And it's a very once, cool process. They can't be upset with us, Jake. Kind of, there's nothing you nothing guys you could say, say to us. We are not responsible. Can't message me and say why didn't you include yeah, this? this? We are not responsible. We are just. Why didn't you include my son? His his under 14 SA champs race should have been <laughs> on the list. You know, the, yeah. you can't say that to us. The, the world has spoken. The world has spoken. And chosen these events. And yeah, we need to start giving out some actual prizes, I think. Yeah, I know. I think maybe that'll be a big one for 2023. Yeah. 
next year. We'll do 2023 yeah. awards. Or maybe when we do the Paris, um, yeah, that would be good. Roadshow awards. Yeah. Then we can uh, we can give out some prizes. Yeah, Something better than an Olympic medal. Much better than Olympic medal. <laughs> <laughs> cool, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for voting. Thanks for uh, being part of our show and showing us so much support. Uh, we really appreciate it. And yeah, if you want to get that little bit extra, go over to our Patreon. Otherwise, share the show, tell a friend about it, and let, let's get some more people listening. For sure, guys. Have a fantastic 2023. And it's going to be another banger from the Ro Show. For sure. Oh, and for those of you, so we, we, we're giving out some bonus content on Patreon at the moment. So if you, you go on there, you get to listen to Jake's Dear Diary episode. We're not calling it Dear Diary. We need to change that. We 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 We're got in the process episodes. of deciding what you got to call <laughs> this. But anyway, it's an episode where we just discuss like the kind of more intricate details about a candid look. Yeah, about it, the the training and about like what it's like being a being an elite athlete. So they're short episodes and just us uh, having a bit of banter with each other and and discussing the like intricate details about training and technique and what a season entails. So yeah, if you want that and that sounds like exciting for you, go head over to to Patreon. Enjoy guys. Sweet. We're out. We're